0: God is faithful, always faithful, all of the time. And I speak to someone here this morning. That song may be a prophecy for you. Yeah, I don't know who you are, but God knows you. It's a prophecy for you. It's not as bad as it seems. God is around you. God is within you. He's working everything together for you. You're good, and you just need to accept it as a reality of your life and soak in His joy, soak in His peace this morning, because we're in His presence. You are not in the presence of a man; you are in the presence of God. So Just just soak it in, just soak it in, and and let God know that you are here present to engage his presence in Jesus' name. Uh, As we start to round off on our teaching series this morning, uh, Stronger, Uh, I'm going to be teaching a message in the short time that I have this morning, what I've titled, From Strength to Strength, From Strength to Strength. I want you to help me look at your neighbor and say every day day, and in every way, I'm getting stronger and stronger. Look at somebody else who is smiling. Say every day day, and in every way, I'm getting stronger and stronger. In Jesus' name. Glory be to Jesus. I don't know about you. When I was in high school, I had funny experiences, especially about track and field, and athletics. Um, I, I, I can't really say that I'm built for that and that that's an area of strength. But I often push myself just because I, I challenge myself a lot. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. When I got into the boarding house as a, as a fresher, I realized that... I'm, and I went to a boys-only school, by the way. Uh, um, perhaps there's any old boy in the service this morning. I went to Government College, it, you know. So... Any old boy in the service this morning? Upsco. <laughs> pardon me, pardon me. I just felt like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, there, was, there was this stuff, this iron bar, like a weight that they used to carry. And I think I've shared the story before. When I got in, I, w- I was very small. If I show you my 11-year-old picture, uh, you, you will laugh. I, I, I guarantee you. You know, so I went there. And I tried to lift it, and I couldn't. You know, so I just told myself, I have about five years to sort this out. Yeah. You know, so it's not a problem. <laughs> so I kept going. And I think in my first term last year, I lifted it. Yeah. It took me almost a full length of time to do it. But God is faithful. <laughs> I say that to mean that what you can't carry today you can carry tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. What you can't carry today you can carry tomorrow. So you don't need to despair about it. Yeah. What you can't live today, you can live tomorrow. That's I mean the Bible said to him that is joined to the living, there's hope. Because a living dog is better than a dead lion. Yeah. The most important thing is life. When life is at your disposal, when you cannot what you cannot do today, you will do tomorrow. Yeah. So because God is in the business of increasing us in strength if we walk with him. And in that short story, I spoke about physical strength. Somebody may need emotional strength. Somebody is, you know, intellectual strength. Capacity to unravel big stuff and, and break down complex stuff and, you know, just see life as easy and walk into it and make things happen. God is our strength and is always in the business of loading us with fresh strength. So it's important for us to know that the will of God for you and I is that we don't diminish in strength, but we go from strength to strength. We go from strength to strength. And life, by the way, is not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's a marathon. I also used to try cross-country uh, you know, cross race, you know, then. You know, do uh, um, 1,000 you know, and 10,000, which is like a marathon. And you know, you know the rule. we were sharing this this gist a few days ago. And Pastor David Martin, the pastor of the mainland church, gave his own experience. He, he was in, you know, international school in U.A. in the Badong Hai and he said they used to run, they would run out of the campus, run into town, was con- cross country. He said he had tried it many years, just like myself. But when he was in his final year, he said the day he had gotten ready, now they did some short uh, race, and he qualified to do the cross country. So he went to meet the guy who had always won the prize and said, oh boy, what's, the, what, what's, your, what's your technique? The boy said, you know the technique? The moment we start, I pick up. So I will give everybody long gap and then, then I will then maintain my pace. So you see that they will all be trying to catch up and they will never be able to catch up. What worked for somebody may not work for you. So Pastor Debo said, Yes, that's it. The moment this race starts, watch me, I'll be beside you. We will do that short, fast lap together. This guy, I tried this many times, I guess it worked for him. So Pastor Debo said, He just picked up with him. The moment they blew the whistle like this, the two of them, he joined the guy. He said, you know, the first lap of the race was to run out of University of Ibadan. And he said, it was towards the gate that people would normally line up to be cheering them. So when they pick up, after like 200 meters, they realized that this was a bad idea. Because it requires you to be able to maintain a particular pace for like 400 meters or more before you start slowing down. With that, you will have given enough gap. said after like 200 meters, by the time we were approaching the gate, if not for, he said if not for the people that were there and he didn't want the shame because it was in his final year, he said he, he, he wanted to run back. And he said, <laughs> said as he managed to pass through the gate with all the cheering and all that, he was already slowing down because he just went somewhere outside of the gate. I just went to find water, I just said, you know what, (laughs) like we say in this part of the world, I cannot come and die. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) So, when it comes to the journey of life, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And the Bible is replete with descriptions of what God expects from us as we run our race if we really want to go from strength to strength. Let me give you an example. Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 28 down to 31. Isaiah 40 from verse 38 down to 31. He said, have you not known, have you not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the heart, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, And to those who have no might it increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men, who are supposed to be strong, because the Bible says the glory of the youth is their strength. he said, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk, and not faint. That's God speaking to you and I through the prophet Isaiah. That's God saying, this is my mind, this is what I have in mind. That a young men may fall and be weak, but they that wait upon the Lord, and when we look into the horizon today, we see many people who are supposed to be astute, who are supposed to be strong, who are supposed to some may demonstrate strength, maybe financially, or demonstrate strength you know, physically, but Emotionally, bankrupt. Zero strength. For some people, intellectually, bankrupt. Some people, just valueless. Because it takes strength to uphold your values. It takes emotional strength to be a person of value. It takes spiritual strength to be a person of value. But the truth is that God can strengthen you in the different areas Where you need strength. Can strengthen you in the different areas where you need strength. You don't have to succeed in one place and be weak in the other place. God wants to watch your back in the place where the the, the devil knows that this is your weak point. That's where you need God, really and truly. That's why it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Because there's a need for us to keep going from strength to strength, for us to keep renewing our strength. And by the way, uh, we all, if you're like me, uh, you're going to bed, you probably put your phone up, I mean, connected to charge. We do that because we don't want to run out of battery power. But some of us don't mind running out of battery power, maybe physically or maybe emotionally, because we, we overload. Yeah, we, we, we take too much that we can handle. And we, we, we believe that everything will sort out itself, but it doesn't really work like that. God wants us to pay attention. Ta- tap your neighbor this morning, tell your neighbor, pay attention. Yes. Tell somebody else for me, say, pay attention. Yes. So, when you read Psalm, Psalm 84, verse 5 to 7. It says, Bless is the man whose strength is in you, talking about God, whose heart is set on pilgrimage, as they pass through the valley of Baca. And that's not Barcelona. Uh, just, just to make some Baca fans know that we're not talking about your club. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Said as <laughs> so they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pool. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. The will of God for us is that we'll be able to go from strength to strength. We will go through things notwithstanding, because if you read the New Living Translation of that same, this same Psalm 84, uh, verse 5 to 7, in the New Living Translation, where he says when, when they walked through the valley of Baca, it was actually translated the valley of weeping. Can, can, you, can you put that up for me please? Yeah. Psalm 84 verse 5. Yeah. He said, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who Have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem when they walk through the valley of weeping, when they walk through the things that make them cry or make others cry, which is the valley of weeping. That's why I said Baka fans should not rejoice because what it means is actually not good. Yeah, so walk through the valley of Baka or weeping. Yeah, I hope they have not been weeping this this season. Praise God, (laughs) walk through the valley of weeping it says one thing is guaranteed. It will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rain will clothe it with blessings. They will go or they will continue to grow stronger. And each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. There's something about leveraging the God factor to be able to move from strength to strength. And not become bankrupt strength-wise in any area of life. That's the will of God for us. God wants to strengthen me. So in the physical, we get stronger by food, rest, exercise, you know, etc. Exercise builds resilience, endurance, and stamina. In spiritual things, in emotional things, God also wants us to build resilience, to build endurance, to build stamina. Because the journey of life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. So we need to understand how to pace ourselves and how to refresh ourselves and recharge ourselves as far as strength is concerned. So this morning... I love to look into one or two things that are important if you really want to build strength. When God shows you what your future is like, build strength for the future. God to, to, you know, told Elijah, He said, Eat, for the journey is, is, is far. And that's not physical food only. Yeah, it's spiritual food, because the journey is far. Many of us celebrate the things that God has showed to us, we celebrate where God is taking us. Somebody Somebody's already seen. Oh, at the, you know, topmost level of my career, I'm going to be the CEO of a multinational corporation. Uh, I'm going to, you know, build this business to the kind of business that will go on the stock exchange, maybe even international stock exchange. You know, you have all those dreams and the different things. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know... Somebody may still be single here right now. Your dreams, you're going to have your own children. They're going to turn out well. They will will be the best in their careers. And then you see your children's children, you know, and all that. All those things require strength. Because when your children, (laughs) you know, it, it takes strength for you to allow them go when they have to go. Yeah. It's one thing for you to have a dream that you're going to bring up good children, godly children. It's another thing for you to have the emotional fortitude to discipline when you have to discipline. Yeah, because some parents are very weak when it comes to maintaining your stand. This is it, go there, and that is go. I don't hear come, go, just go. Yeah, Go, because that's a part of your destiny. Yeah, Go, because I, I can see it, that if you go this way, Yeah, if, or if you continue like this, but when you, when you don't have the emotional fortitude, To say no, when you're supposed to say no, the dream may not come to pass. Are you still with me today? Yes, That is the same thing. Same thing, I was talking to a brother in this church a few years ago who had worked in a particular bank for so long, and I looked at him, I said, and he happened to be a close protégé, I said, the way you are going, everybody's celebrating you, but the way you are going, when time will come for real promotion, they will excuse you. He said, why? He said, you have been in this bank I think about ten years. You have not had any professional qualification. You've not gone back to school. You've not done anything. Yeah. When it's time for them to say, who should we? And you know, boy, well, you're a performer. You. But there's a level that only performance cannot take you. I mean, career professional. I mean, career people here will understand what I'm saying. Yeah. They will say, ah, this person is very good, boy. Has only first degree. Yeah. So he says, so pastor, what should I do? I said, go and ask all the people at the level that you're aspiring to right now. Ask them all the other qualifications they have. Get it. Yeah. Because when they go up, they want to pull you to that level, but you don't have, (laughs) you know, you don't have any other certification. You didn't even study banking. I mean, you can imagine somebody probably who who studied English literature and with, with grit as, you know become astute in banking and is doing well but when push comes to show they will ask you how come are you have been only at this level no professional qualification nothing it takes emotional fortitude for you to say you know what I'm going to study and prepare for the next level I remember let me digress a bit um, I'm trying to remember the particular year I was preaching in the UK this was uh, about ten years ago yeah Spreading in the UK, um, January of that year, I'd gotten, I'd applied for my MBA at Manchester Business School. And I felt like maybe it was a bad decision. So there was this old man in his mid 60s that was invited to speak at the same conference. And by the time he read out his profile, I was intimidated. Thank God I spoke before him. You know. <laughs> And um, so, after the event, we, had, we went back to the green room. And the only thing that was coming to my mind was that, you should ask this guy one question, just one question, because he kind of experienced, he has written many books, a white guy. So I went to meet him, and I asked him just one question. I said, I've been trying to resolve an issue. I got an admission to, you know, study for my MBA, blah, blah, blah. But the money, the, the, all the issues... I'm going to have to study again. And the, the trouble of traveling, you know, to the UK, all this. I just, and then my children are still very young. <laughs> and my first daughter then was just about a year old. I was like, how am I going to sort this out? And all that. The guy looked at me. He said, what's the vision that God has given you? I described it. He said, if the skill that that MBA will give you will be required to be able to pull through this vision and do it well to the glory of God, said, go for it. God will sort the rest out. Yeah. And that was it. I got on the plane coming back home and I knew I had to send my acceptance letter and everything. Why am I going to get maybe 30,000 pounds or so, or 25,000 pounds, I can't remember how much it was there from. I didn't know, but I submitted it. But today is history. Yeah, But somebody can sit on the same spot and continue to think, you know, You need strength to make the right decisions that will move your life forward. And that's the strength that God supplies. And that's why we need to engage with God. Engaging with God, you know, in different areas where we need to engage. Uh, uh, Psalm 105, verse 4. It says, search the Lord and his strength. Continually seek him. Search the Lord. Search for the Lord and his strength. As we search for the Lord, let's not do it religiously. Let's do it with the mind that we're also searching for his strength to pull through everything that is ahead of us. Because there's a way you can search for God. There's a way you can come to church. There's a way you can spend time in prayer. And it does not, the rubber is not meeting the road. Because you're just being religious about it. Search for the Lord and for his strength. And continually seek him. You seek him for sustenance, for emotional fortitude, for strength spiritually. To so say no and say yes when you need to say so. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. I say glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's time to prepare for your season. To be diligent, to be consistent. Don't live on the defensive, but be proactive and not reactive. That's what I'm saying this morning. Be proactive is when you engage the strength of God that you can be proactive and not reactive. Because you're not waiting for things to happen to you. You want to happen to things. That's what it means to be proactive want to happen to stuff, not stuff happening to you. So how do you sustain strength or go from strength to strength? One, according to Isaiah 40 that we read, wait on the Lord. Wait on God. One thing is guaranteed that when you wait on the Lord, you will renew your strength. Somebody may be asking me, how do you wait on the Lord? I'll ask you, have you been to a, 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 you know, a good restaurant before for fine, I mean, fine dining and all that? How, how do those people wait on you? Yeah, that's how we wait on the Lord. When you're in a restaurant, uh, and you, you have a good waiter. The person is waiting. The waiter has no agenda. His only agenda is to please the customer. Am I saying the truth? Yeah, that's the only agenda, is to please the customer. So the waiter is, is just waiting for you to beckon, for you to give an instruction, for you to order your meal, order your drinks, and after you have been served, if, you, if you're a very good restaurant, they still hang around you. Just wait for anything at all. You want to pour water, they're dead. quickly help you pour it. You know and all So when we talk about waiting on the Lord, we're talking about seeking His face for instructions. Because one word from God can turn your life around forever. Yeah, one word, just one word, just one word. In the book of, uh, in the book of Acts, I think Acts chapter 10 or so, uh, the Bible says uh, 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 there are certain prophets and, and, you know, and teachers at Antioch and the Bible says they, 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 they came together and they waited on the Lord in prayer and fasting. And as they, they waited on the Lord, the Bible says, and God said, Separate to me, Paul, Saul, and Barnabas, for the work that I've called them. And that began, a, a, that defined the rest of Apostle Paul's ministry completely. Just one word from that gathering of waiting on the Lord. Today, when we call prayer meeting or call this and that, Some people always find one reason or the other not to show up. And it's not like you're praying on your own. And we still say, let's come and pray in church, and you won't see show up. It means that you have decided that you're going to use your own strength to do everything you want to do in life. That's what it means. I need to be very factual with you. Yeah. This Wednesday, for instance, is worship experience. It's once a month. Just come, wait on the Lord, and just worship. Except we announce a big name. Some people will never show up. Yeah. Except we say, Nathaniel is coming or something like that. It will still come before the end of the year. But if you come only when he comes, you came to worship at an embassy not God. That's what it means. Yeah. That's what it means. Because it's not about the person that is leading the song. It's about the time that we want to spend in his presence. Because some of us have brought entertainment mindset into the way we interact with God. Yeah, I honor and respect all the music ministers. They're my friends. And I honor them a lot. You know when they come here. Yeah. But it's the same thing with pastors, too. Some people, they come to church like this. If Pastor Gorman is not around, they are sweet off. I see this Pastor Gorman. Yeah, he came to see. Not God. You are a baby. And that's the truth. And you need to grow up. Step up. Yeah. Don't bring entertainment mindset into church. Pastor Gorman is not a celebrity. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not. And I don't want to be. Yeah. That's Hollywood mindset. That there's no show until the celeb is around. <laughs> God will help us. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Because the Bible says where the word of the king is, there is power. Yeah. So if anyone is bringing God's word, you open your heart to receive it. Notwithstanding the status of the person, notwithstanding the age or whatever. Anyone is bringing you God's word, open your heart to receive it. That's what we do in his presence as we wait on him. Because one word from God can redefine your destiny. And one word from God is a source of strength. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still here? Very, very important. Also, increase in knowledge. You want to grow from strength to strength, increase in knowledge. Increase in knowledge. knowledge. You need to talk to yourself about your appetite for the knowledge of God. The word of God is spiritual food for my spirit man. The moment I've lost appetite for it, in the physical, the same way I have to be sick, maybe with fever or something, for me not to have appetite for food, it's spiritual sickness for me to lose appetite for the word of God. Especially if I'm born again. As newborn babes, that's what the scripture says, we should desire the sincere milk of the world that we may grow. And you need strength to grow. So that the the word of God, you know, pumps in strength into you and helps you to grow. If your appetite for the word is going down, you need a spiritual doctor. (laughs) Or a nurse, as the case may be. Or at least a spiritual pharmacy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone. You need need, something that has to come back into place. Because you need to be able to desire the word of God, whether in reading, in hearing, anyhow. Somebody sit with me today. Extremely important. Proverbs 24, when you read uh, 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 verse 5 and 6, the Bible says, uh, Proverbs 24, uh, verse 5 and 6 in the New Living Translation, it said, the wise are mightier than the strong. Those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. Those with knowledge they grow stronger and stronger. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors, yeah. Many sources of instruction and advice, and you know, instruction in the Word of God. That's what guarantees victory. That's what the scripture says. That's what guarantees victory. Yeah. So true knowledge we gain strength. Don't treat knowledge anyhow. Knowledge of the word of God being primary. And second, really, knowledge generally. You want to make a decision, if you treat knowledge anyhow, you will make a bad decision, a bad judgment. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, in the New King James Version, it says, for everyone who partakes of milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, a child, an infant. Because infants take milk. And some people are fixated on spiritual milk, touch and go Christianity, spiritual milk. You can't read the Bible for yourself. Yeah, except somebody, you know, is gisting over lunch. That's the only time some people interact with the Bible. Somebody is gisting with you over lunch. They say, what do you think? You know, what do you think about uh, this, about faith? And they just discuss, discuss. You say, well, you know, they said, he said, "Faith is uh, just trusting in God." You know, and is, that's the only Bible discussion that some people engage. Yeah, you should be able to engage the Bible with your best friends. If your friend, if you don't discuss Bible with your friends, you need a different set of friends. The ones you will be discussing business only, and the ones that you will be discussing business and Bible with. You can't have only the kind of friends where the only thing you discuss are worldly things. You will remain a babe. You can't limit your only interaction with the word of God to when you come to church. Nobody grows like that, as in really grow. The Bible says, it says here, but solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Yeah, that's solid food. Solid food. Solid food. And anything that qualifies as solid food is whatever you go after to prepare for yourself. Yeah. It has to be solid for you to, you go after your Bible to read it, you are looking for solid food. Yeah. You get a devotional that breaks stuff down to you. And some, some people are fixated on, you know, small, so small devotionals, five lines, and all that. Yeah. It's it's not enough for you. Not at your level. Yeah. You need real devotion if you want to do devotion. That's where we gain spiritual strength from. That's where we gain spiritual strength from. Going after the word of God. Also, I would say leverage the testimonies of the saints. Leverage the testimonies of the saints. Give me Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. Leverage the testimonies of the saints. The testimonies of the saints. It's very important. When people give testimonies, when you hear testimonies, that you gain strength from there because you know the God who did it for them can do your own. The Bible says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance so we gain endurance which is a mark of strength. Endurance. Let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. Because if you don't consider what has happened to other people, consider what Jesus went through to deliver this faith to us. Consider what other people have. Come true, and they're still standing strong. You will not be able to draw strength or unleash potential, especially in the in the, in the case of endurance. Bible says in verse four, there. He said, "You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin." Talking about spiritual strength, it said he. Said you are not bleeding yet, so that you will not sin. <laughs> because some people have been killed. Just because of that, so you, 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 that's part of the way we draw strength when we consider the testimonies of other people. When people give testimonies in church, when you hear testimonies of when, when if you if you feel like caving in and running after idols, just because you have you've been seeking God for a child for five years, when you hear testimony of somebody who waited ten years and God blessed them with a child, with another one, with another one, then you will know that there's no point running from pillar to post. You can also endure. That's what testimonies do to us. Somebody still with me today. Are you still with me? Yeah, but we live in a day and an age where people doubt God's power. People say all sorts of things on social media. Every testimony, they second-guess it. Yeah. And we say we too want to be pragmatic and very scientific. You don't know that all those things are robbing you of your ability to leverage the supernatural. Yeah, because the Bible says that spiritual things cannot make sense to kind of mind. Yeah. So when you approach God, don't come with logic. Don't come with logic. God was speaking to Peter <laughs> when he wanted to send him to the house of Cornelius. He showed him something. He said, I don't eat. Peter stayed with the law. <laughs> I said I will not eat anything that is uh, common or you know or impure according to the law. But God said, "No, no. Take ah. Peter, kill and eat." You you have to be flexible when you are dealing with God. Yeah, you have to be flexible. You can't stay on one track. If somebody sit with me today, whether in the things of the spirit or in the things of the physical, a carnal mind is an enmity with God. That's what it brings because you cannot pick. You know, what God is doing. God is so at this level, the kind of mind is so at this level. You can't even understand what is going on except you decide to open up a little bit. I was studying in the course of the week and, you know, sharing somewhere earlier this week and I, I, I was talking about this, a story about Sir Isaac Newton who had been in a study for days just trying to unravel one scientific stuff that he was working on. And he written so many papers. Was, you know, and then after a while, after a few days, he was tired. And he just wanted to go you know, take fresh air and just relax a bit. His dog was also sitting down there with him all this while. As he lifted himself to go, the dog also lifted. But the dog jumped over, something like jumping over the table. And those days he was using a candle. And the candle fell and fell on the paper. But the times, Isaac Newton was back, the entire seminar paper, all the things that he has been writing was gone. Yeah, it was managed to be able to put off the fire. The story had it that he sat on the floor with his dog, stroking the back of the dog, and was saying, if only you know what you have done. Said, if only you have the capacity <laughs> to even understand what you have done. That's the way God strikes some of our backs. Sometimes just stroke your back and say, Ah your head is not correct at all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but God knows that we have we don't have the capacity to understand certain things. You see, he had to start from scratch. Some of the solutions that he has put together there were some of the things that moved our world to the next level. Without some of those laws of you know, physics and motion, we will not be able to fly the airplane today and do many other things. God wants to do great stuff through you and I. If we remain at a particular level of strength spiritually, we will not be able to comprehend. We will just be causing trouble all over the place, behaving like children. Yeah, sleep around today, do that tomorrow. You don't even know the impact of one misbehavior. You don't even know what damage one misbehavior can cause. Sometimes God looks at us and says, ah! Yeah, if only you can just come up a little. So that you understanding, yeah. If only you can just come up a little, then you will be able to aspire more. If only you can just come up and understanding a little, you will show up where I need you to show up. You will ask for what I need you to ask for. Because some people are asking for little things. Because of small mind. And the mind can become bigger when you leverage God. When we leverage God. Glory be to Jesus. Let me wrap this all up with just two things. Or maybe one. Leverage the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. I'll put it in two parts. One, tap into joy. Two, pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Tap into joy and pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In John 14, Jesus was talking. He he said, "I, I, I need to go right now, just like I need to finish this message right now. But it was saying, but I will not leave you. I will not leave you as orphans. John 14 and verse 16. I will not leave you as orphans. When you read from verse 15 of John John 14. Yeah. It said, if you love me, keep my commandment. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. That he might abide with you forever. One translation says, comforter. This one says helper. Said the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor know him, knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Look at verse 18. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Orphans. The Greek word, orphano, orphans. I will not leave you as orphans. Can I say the truth today? God did not wire us or create us to succeed alone without the help of the Holy Spirit. If he did, Jesus would not make this statement. Yeah. We, are not, we are not built to achieve all that we want to achieve without the Holy Spirit. If, we, if, if, if it's otherwise, Jesus would not say that. The truth is that many people will achieve stuff, but at great cost without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Somebody can ride to the top of a career, but maybe after two destroyed marriages. Yeah. That's, that may be the cost, without the Holy Spirit. Because you'll be vibrating at a frequency that marriage becomes irrelevant. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. But when the Holy Spirit is there, that's why Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. And as believers today, you want to go from strength to strength, you have to be able to leverage the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. You have to be able to be somebody who can crave for the anointing. Acts 1 and verse 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power. Power to make stuff happen. That's how we go from strength to strength. You can't be a Christian who doesn't crave for the power of the Holy Spirit. Who doesn't trust God for the anointing. And who is very like a Jessica about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And you think you can unravel everything, do everything on your own. That's not how to be a good Christian. God is not impressed with your braggadocious attitude when the Holy Spirit is there. I will not leave you as orphans. I will send you a helper. And that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings strength to us. It's called the oil of joy. In Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 10, in the big part they said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. When everything has dried up your joy, when you have the Holy Ghost, joy will spring from your inside. Yeah. Joy will start to come from the inside of you. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. Will you lift your right hand to Jesus this morning I say, Father, move me from strength to strength. I don't want to run 2018 alone. I want the help of the Holy Spirit. I want the help of the Holy Spirit. I want the help of the Holy Spirit. I desire a fresh anointing this morning. I desire a fresh anointing this morning. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a custodian of God's knowledge. When he gives you knowledge, you won't be stranded. You will know the next thing to do all the time. That's why you need to wait on the Lord. That's why you need to wait on the Lord. As you go into this new week, make it a point of duty. So spend time with God this week. If you can't be here on Wednesday for the worship experience, let let grace permeate your heart. Spend time in prayer. Put up a study pattern for the Bible. Get a devotional. Do something differently. Because God wants you to go from strength to strength. Don't pay lip service to your spiritual strength or your emotional strength. Somebody lift your voice to Jesus this morning. I say, Lord, I need strength. I want your strength. I want it to be my strength. I acknowledge you again this morning as my strength. I acknowledge you again this morning as my strength. Fill me afresh with your spirit today. Let that be the in somebody's heart today. Fill me afresh with your spirit. 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 I don't want to be left as an orphan. Just sorting myself out. I need you around me. I need you beside me. I need you in my life like never before. You said you will not leave me as an orphan. And I accept that this morning. When somebody speak to the Holy Spirit today, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you afresh in my life as my helper. My God-ordained helper. So I open my heart to you. Come afresh into my heart. Come afresh into my heart, Holy Spirit. 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 Heart, Holy Spirit. Lift your two hands to Him this morning. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, rain upon us this morning. Rain upon us this morning. For everyone who is thirsty. For everyone who has a desire for you. Will you fill us afresh, fresh, Holy Spirit? I want you to concentrate your heart on him right now. You need, you need a fresh breath of the Spirit this morning. You need it. You need it. You need it. You need it. And if you do, just focus on him right now. And ask him, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh with your presence fill me afresh with your presence. Fill me afresh with your presence. Fill me afresh with your presence. Somebody will feel the power of the Holy Spirit upon you right now as you pray that prayer to him. You feel his presence all around you. You feel his presence all around the Holy Spirit we submit ourselves to you this morning. We submit ourselves to you this morning and we ask for a fresh bread, a fresh bread, a fresh bread, a fresh bread. A fresh breath. For everyone who has felt left alone in this service. Will receive a fresh bread. A fresh bread. Manifest yourself in our fears this week. Drop a word in somebody's heart. Manifest yourself as the oil of joy. As a garment of praise. Let heaviness depart from somebody's life this morning. Let grief leave someone alone this morning. For anyone. Who may be grieving here this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit? We ask for an empowerment to overcome grief today. An empowerment to overcome grief this morning. For anyone who may be confused this morning, Holy Spirit, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. shine. Bring an end to confusion this week. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let your light shine, Holy Spirit. For anyone who may be sick here this morning, You are the balm in Gilead. Let your healing power flow right now. Let your healing power flow right now. Let it manifest in somebody's life right now. Let growths dissolve. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let growths dissolve this morning. Let pains go. In the name of Jesus. Any part of the body that has not been moving I speak life to you right now I speak life to you right now I speak life to you right now now. Any organ in the body that has become weak I command strength To come upon you this morning Speak life to every organ Speak life to every organ I speak life to your blood in the name of Jesus. For someone here this morning I see the Holy Ghost cleansing your blood in the name of the Lord Jesus. The new medical report you will get will be an amazement. An amazement. Yeah. Lift your two hands to him this morning. The power of the Holy Spirit is here. Holy Spirit we have led you as our strength. We ask for your strength in every place of weakness, in every place of physical weakness. Let sickness disappear in the name of Jesus. We exchange every sickness, every weakness, every disease for your strength this morning. We receive the report of the Lord. Somebody here receives power to conceive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I See healing for somebody's eyes this morning. Healing for somebody's eyes this morning. Someone is here this morning. Your left eyeball has been giving you problems. I speak healing to that eyeball right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. That eye is healed now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Someone has been having this migraine headache. You're not able to read anything because of the migraine headache. When it comes, it's terrible. You can't even read. I speak healing to your head this morning. I speak healing to your system this morning. And I command migraine headache, go! In the name of Jesus! Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. There's a lady here something like a lump has been dis- discovered in your, your breast area. It's been giving you some pain. They said you have to do a test to see whether it's, you know, it's cancerous or not. And I speak healing to your body this morning, I command that lump to melt away in the name of Jesus. So you come back with your testimony of healing. Glory be to Jesus. Father, we thank you. Wave your hands to him this morning. And just bless him. And I want you to check your body. Check your body for everyone. Everyone who has trusted God for healing this morning. Check your body. Check your body because you're coming back with a testimony. Someone is healed already. Someone is healed already. Do that thing that you couldn't do before. The strength of the Holy Spirit is upon you this morning. The strength of the Holy Spirit is upon you this morning where the word of the king is there is power the power of God is here this morning to heal and to set free and to deliver glory be to Jesus wave your hands to him all over this place not by power not by might but by his spirit by his spirit by his spirit, by his spirit. and the Holy Spirit is going with you here this morning somebody has been filled afresh so you engage your weak with the mind that God is coming through for you and that you are going from strength to strength no more weakness 2018 you have been made stronger in the name of jesus somebody put your hands together this one and celebrate jesus hallelujah 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 hallelujah